It was a glazed donut with a scoop of ice cream, and it was like a like a warm glazed donut. It was good. But so I was sitting there. We're sitting there. Was the ice cream like on top of it, or no? Like they cut the they cut the glazed donut in half and like made it into like vertically or horizontally. Horizontally. Okay. Like you would cut a bagel. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, we're sitting there, waiting in line for the like these donut ice cream sandwich thingies, and this homeless dude comes in. He's like, "I need you guys have a dollar," and we're about to drop seven dollars on an ice cream sandwich. So I was like, "Yeah, I have." So like, I reached into my wallet and I gave him, I gave him a bill, and dude like just held on to my like finger. Like, wouldn't let go of my <laughs> finger. I'm like, dude. He was waiting for <laughs> and you to he, make a fart sound. I don't know. But he looked like Rickety Cricket from Always oh. Sunny. And I'm like, God damn it, Cricket. And he just, like, looked at me and let go of my finger and walked away. You said the, that? Yeah. And then the, the couple right in, front of, uh, right in front of me looks at me and he goes, we were thinking the same thing. It do looks so much like Rickety Cricket. It was creepy. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was not. Weird. Yeah. And like, it was for like a good like 10 seconds. Was he was just, just like staring up. you in the eyes. It, yeah. And he was like giggling. He was like, <laughs> like, dude, you're freaking weird. Let go of my finger. I should have just funny. given taken my money back and be like, give me my money. You know, you shouldn't make eye contact with people like that. Because they could be a skinwalker and they could be trying to switch bodies with you. Shouldn't have let them in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw some, like, pretty strange people at yeah. the other day. Like, Yeah, you mentioned that you had a skinwalker story. Okay. And I am very interested. Well, I have two weird creature stories. And I'm going to start with okay. this one. So I saw these people at Sheets the other day. Um, and I feel like I see the weirdest people at Sheets. Um, one, I guess there were a couple. The The woman was very top-heavy. She looked like uh, like a potato with toothpicks for legs. Sounds um, sexy. Yeah. And she had a tattoo on the back of her neck, which she didn't really have much of a neck. Um, on the back of her stub? Yeah, it was, it was like, I guess you could say it was like, um, it was in the, the, the very shallow area between her back and her head. Uh, not quite a neck. But it, it just said, fuck off. In like, huge, like, brush script. Um, so, <laughs> and, and the guy that was with her, pretty sure he beat up like an eighth grader and took the kid's clothes <laughs> and he was just like spinning a fidget spinner the whole time. Gross. Yeah. And, oh, and he was probably in his like fifties. Like they were both pretty old looking. Dude. All right. <laughs> Off subject, but <laughs> I went on a, uh, I met up with a girl off of OkCupid the other night. 
and she was larger than I was expecting. Uh-huh. I would say probably just like this potato that you saw. Mm-hmm. She sounds was very like good at sounds, angles. Sounds like your type of girl. And uh, we're, I went to go see her while she was working at Dave and & Buster's. And let's just say I'm glad she was working at Dave & Buster's because I would I could easily just get away. But we're sitting there and we're talking and then she pulls out a fidget spinner and I'm just like, nope, this oh, is geez. like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. Like, I can't deal she with this. She just pulls anymore. it out and spins it and looks at you and goes, you impressed? <laughs> you you want to, you want to spin, you want to spin something on yeah, my eye? You want to fidget with it? So my other weird creature story is I was actually driving home from work the other day and this was like right after we had started um doing research for the skin this skinwalker podcast and um i see this it looks like a coyote but like super skinny and with really long legs just like so so a coyote on meth yeah a coyote on meth from mars so it's it was able to to grow taller. Okay. Um, but I like, I didn't think about it at first. But but it was also like it was walking across the road, and this is like a highway, and it was like just kind of meandering. Like it's not like trying to just like get to the other side. Like it's just taking its time, right? Mm-hmm. And so just I, moseying. I, yeah, and I like I slowed down because I'm not trying to hit it. Um, and it go it gets into the other lane. And I pass by, and I look in my rearview mirror, and it's not there. That's so, and then that's and then that's when I was like, "Well, that creature looked pretty weird. It didn't look too much like a coyote." Um, and then like the whole way home, I texted you as soon as that happened. Uh, why didn't you? Uh, why didn't you take a picture of it? I was driving, and when I when I looked back, it was gone. I just feel like, I don't know, I always have my phone ready when I'm driving. I'm actually on my phone more when I'm driving than anything else. Well, you're a true American. Um, yep. So, welcome to Casting of the Fringe, uh, with you motherfucking Fringe boys. My name's Nick. And I'm Joe. And today, we're going to talk about skinwalkers. Um, um, and- at least, we're going to try to talk about skinwalkers. Yes, there's, there, there's uh, <laughs> I guess the way we've described the show before is we try to sift through the shit, uh, and there's just a lot of shit. Like it, it's every story or every like encounter that we've come across, it, it just sounds like a creepy pasta. Um, yeah, and so I had, I had five different tabs up on my, up on my browser while I was while I was researching this mm-hmm. and all of them were pretty much the same exact information and like you pointed out you and I both did research separately mm-hmm. normally we normally we put it in a communal file so we can both see our research but we did our research separately 
and usually we're able to like get two different angles on the same story but this time with there not being that much research out there and that much information we came we got the same exact stuff right right um and i also want to say like this is kind of a late episode usually we used to be a weekly a weekly podcast and then we've both been pretty busy and so we changed it to bi-weekly and this is like three or four days late now but yeah uh, we both had like technical, that's technical difficulties and like i've been super busy lately like in the past two weeks i was in two like local films and i was recording music oh mr movie star over yeah. here anyways um so and it's like it's been it i'm glad that this was a very light episode and not something super uh time consuming like the montauk project yeah um, yeah yeah because i've been really busy with work you've been busy being cool so the uh the legend of the skinwalker uh it its origins are in navajo folklore i think like pretty much all of the native american tribes like had a version of the skinwalker yeah the um, uh the navajos the hopis the utes those were the those are the main ones and then other smaller tribes yeah have... uh, so the skinwalker or the uh yinaldushi which translates roughly to with it he goes on all fours uh is an evil witch or medicine man i guess or uh shaman I don't yeah know like a shaman that. i don't think it would be i don't think it'd be wizard um sadly yeah so being like an evil witch uh and the, the woman has to like have never born a child um so it's spinster yeah spinster uh and they like make a decision to uh commit a horrible crime to harness the power of taking the form of animals to harm others um and to be clear all skinwalkers are witches but not all witches are skinwalkers it's a special variety um it's like a s square and a rectangle it, type situation yeah there it's like an evil witch like you have your good you have your harry potters and then you have your uh hocus pocus witches yeah but One. i think i mean i think even some evil witches are not as evil as witches who have decided to become skinwalkers yeah so like there's a certain criteria to be a skinwalker to uh, cross into that that realm plane of witchiness yeah, so a skinwalker, it, to become a skinwalker, it takes sacrifice. Um, one must commit the most evil deeds, so you have to be willing to do, like, to pretty much get rid of any any good that you have in your body, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, as either it, as, by, as it was described in Harry Potter, you have to do something that would tear the soul apart. Nerd. 
um, either raping a family member, killing one's parents, or committing cannibalism. Pretty sure Voldemort did all three. No. I don't know if I've ever... I think I've told you this, but I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. I'm just going to say, if it was legal, I would totally cannibalize someone. I would... I would eat. Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill some like, just like I'm not going to go hunting an animal to eat some like animal meat. I'm not going to hunt a human to eat their meat. But if human meat was like, if I could legally find human meat to eat, I'd, I'd eat it in a heartbeat. And when I see when I see a girl with a really nice butt, the first thing I think of is, man, I want to eat that butt. Not like, um, not like eat ass, but you like just nibble on it. I, I want to bite like just into the cheeks of that yeah, nothing, butt. Nothing wrong with nibbling on a booty. No, 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 no. no don't like fucking like marinate it and like, you know. No, I'm in your oven to like four twenty-five. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that uh, like. The dude from uh, Japan, what's his name? The a Japanese cannibal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people in Japan. Who would have thought? Ishii Segawa? Sure. I don't know. Sounds, sounds foreign. Um, yeah, he, he went to Paris and he killed some Dutch woman and ate her. And then she, like, they decided that he was crazy so they didn't hold him in jail they like held him in a mental hospital and he was able to be extradited to japan like he was able to go home to japan and then when he was when he was uh evaluated in japan they're like oh no he's not crazy so he's out free oh yeah and he's kind of made yeah he's kind of made a name for himself so there actually was one uh, serial killer cannibal who would, um, like, kidnap little girls, and he would eat them, but he would start with their butts. Yeah, yeah, that's Albert yeah. Fish. He was also into some really weird stuff. Yeah. Like, he, he like, had, at one point, he had rusty needles in his butt yeah he would, yeah, just, he would like, just like stick them in there like stick them in his balls and stuff yeah 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 no like he definitely he definitely created some weird fetishes now i've, I've heard of people shoving whole bags of jelly beans up their ass but this guy yeah i, a whole nother I told you how i do that every day yeah anyways um so <laughs> um so after the uh, the witch or shaman, medicine man, wizard commits these uh, one or all of these deeds, um, he or she, and I think more commonly they are men. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. I mean, there's not much uh, statistics on this one. Yeah, but from what I've researched, like it. The consensus is that it's mostly men. They can turn into any animal that they wish as long as they have 
the pelt of that animal. Um, See, I, I did not know that. I thought yeah. they were like, they just kind of looked at a menu and they're like, I want this one. <laughs> Uh, the most common uh, animals that skinwalkers turn into are wolves, i.e. werewolves. Werewolves, I guess, technically would be a type of skinwalker. Um, but it's more of like a um, contagious skinwalk, skinwalker, skinwalkerosis. Um, owls, coyotes, foxes, or crows, like those are the most common. Um, I want to see a pig skinwalker. Yeah, but I believe whenever they turn into the animal, they don't turn into the animal exactly. Like, there's always something off about them. I think people, some people describe them as, like, a hollow version of that animal, like a hollow dog or, like, hollow coyote. Like, it just looks hollow, like, malnourished and weird. Um... And uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but if, if a person were to lock eyes with a skinwalker for long enough, they can absorb themselves into your body and actually take control of your actions. Kind of like, I, I don't think you're like into Game of Thrones at all, but nope. uh, kind of like the wargs from Game of Thrones. I read the first two books of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. The third book... It was really boring for me. So yeah, the third book was kind of slow. But, um, yeah, like, when I was researching the Skinwalkers, like, that's what I kept thinking of, was the wargs from from Game of Thrones. Like, and they don't really go into it in the show too much, but it's... it's were those... Were the, is that what uh, Jon Snow is, yeah. where he can, like... Actually, all of the Stark children are. Uh, but in the... Um, in this show, it's only Bran. Only Bran can like um, put himself into different animals and control different people and stuff like that. And it's kind of like what the Skinwalker can do. Uh, rare Skinwalkers, so these are the holographic ones, uh, can also have the ability to enchant uh, the powder of corpses and use the substance as a poison dust. So you can like just ground grind up dead bodies. I feel like that would be poison in itself, like just breathing in another person's skin flakes and bone. I mean, we do it every day. That's true. That is what dust is made out of. But like we're talking, like, we're talking like like heat, like rotting corpses. It's difficult to hunt them down. It yeah. They're very elusive, but that's just like any other cryptozoic type creature. Um, they're and they're seldomly ever caught or killed. And only one source had this, and it said the only way to kill a skinwalker is to say the name of the person who's inside. Who's inside? Mm -hmm. So, but you have you have to get them to say it backwards. I think is what it is, but uh, it's kind of like like demon possession. Like once you get the name of the demon, like you have control over it because there's a lot of power in in the name. Back in the er, back in the nineties, there was a 
there there was a recorded skit between the Aquabats and Guar. Mm-hmm. I've already and... lost interest. I hope somebody's listening. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, so it's Guar, and they're talking about how they're gonna they're taking over Earth and everything, and then it then in come the Aquabats, and both bands actually recorded the voiceovers for them. <laughs> And then the Aquabats come in and they're like, no, we're here to like save it, uh, save the world from Guar. And they figure out that the only way to defeat Guar was to wrap, wrap the name Guar backwards. So then they just start rapping and saying uh, Raji because that's Guar backwards. Why is it Raji uh, and not Rog? Raji. Raji. I don't know. That's just how they said it. It's, it's not Jawar. Jawar. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Dude, I spent like a whole day one time watching Guar, like the cartoon like videos yeah. that they have and a bunch of their old like because when they would put out songs or albums like they would make a whole fucking movie. Yeah, they're uh, wonderful. Okay. That's not the word I was going to use. Um, actually, I am going to see Guar in October or November. Mm-hmm. Just bought my tickets for six, $6.66. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. their pre-sales were six, six sixty-six. <laughs> um, oh, right, speaking, so, of, speaking of 666, uh, a friend of mine actually like texted me i guess it was last weekend like freaking out because there's actually a route 66 here route 666 uh and there's like like a legend like there's these three bridges and i think i'm pretty sure like every town has a legend like this but there's these three Uh bridges and like once you cross the second bridge you're supposed to like hear like crying or screaming or something like that and then at, at the third bridge you're either supposed to like see something or like hear people talking under the bridge or i don't know there's you know a backstory to it but she said that they went and it was i think she said before the second bridge they saw this like mansion um and she said that there was like a woman outside um pushing a wheelbarrow and like i think that that they where, like, the, the truck was facing the woman. And she, like, I guess they, like, looked away for a second, and then she was gone. And they were kind of, like, what the fuck was that? Like, they weren't, like, freaking out or anything. But so they turned the truck around, and she's back. And, like, I think she was in the, the bed of the truck with other people. And... And she, they, the woman's like back where they saw her before, and she's like coming at them. Uh, so she like texts me. She was like, "I just saw a ghost. This is this is fucking ridiculous." Um, and like, it was really funny. And, but like, I was trying to like get her to explain it to me, and I'm just like, "It sounds like like there was just a woman out there who was, you know, fucking tending the garden or something." Yeah, this lady's just trying to live her life. And yeah, like she said, she wasn't like glowing. She said she wasn't like transparent. And those are the only two like attributes that 
I know a ghost has. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I really noticed is uh, Skinwalker. Oops. It's a very taboo subject in the in the native communities, and natives don't actually use the word skinwalker. Um, they just kind of imply like, hey, that creature or whatever. Um, but so while I was researching this, I went on YouTube <laughs> and I watched what. It was called Navajo Cops, mm-hmm. and it was filmed just like Cops, but it was only reservation police rather than, uh-huh. like, actual police. And the first episode had to do with skinwalkers. Well, it had a skinwalker thing in the middle of it. At one point, like, the beginning of the episode is is a guy that was like shooting at people. So they were like chasing him down. And then the second story arc of it was these people were calling and complaining about noises at night. And they sent these like police officers out into the middle of the desert, trying to find a skinwalker. Was this like, just like a YouTube series or just like some kind of like, syndicated show that had like half a season no it was like it's like a newer syndicated thing on youtube hold on let me let me try finding it again um yeah if you type in skinwalkers it's the first one it's the first thing that comes up and it's Navajo Cops Season 1, Episode 1, Skinwalkers. And it's from a channel called Criminals and Crime Fighters. There's other, I guess, types of skinwalkers or things that skinwalkers could be classified as. Um, there's the Wendigo. Or the, I don't know how that's pronounced, actually. But, um, which is kind of like a skinwalker, but it's like a person that's made a deal with the devil. Um, and I, I don't know the parameters for it. I don't think that they have to, like, have a certain pelt or anything like that. Um, but from my understanding, they pretty much just, like, chill in the woods. Um, but they're also from, like, Native American folklore. Um, and then there's the rake, uh, which, which is also skinwalker-esque but much more humanoid um but so uh, this is different than a wraith uh yeah wraith would be like a ghost okay yeah the rake is the the way i kind of understand it is is a lot like slender man ish but naked 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 and no little to no tentacles Um, but they, like, if you look up pictures of it, like, they look very, like, druidish or, like, satyr, almost. Like, they're, like, super hairy. I, huge to be fair, I kind of look like a satyr. Yes. 
That's what my ex-girlfriend said when I when I'm naked I look like a satyr. Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> yeah, and again, all the stories that we see like that you find are just they sound so completely made up. Mm. Unlike mm. unlike Bigfoot sightings where you have like good stories to like continue to keep on telling. Mm-hmm. The the Skinwalker stories just sound like a crappy urban yeah. urban legend that like, never really. When I, when I read a Skinwalker story, I read it in my mind as a Native American. Like I have the Native American accent in my mind when I'm reading it, and I need to hear that Native American accent. <laughs> It doesn't come out very good vocally, but in my head, it's amazing. It's spot on. Um, there was that book that I found, and I wish, I wish I ended up saving it. I mean, buying it that day. Yeah, I actually I found a PDF of it, but uh, I got like way too busy. I read like the first two chapters. But it, it plays out just like a regular story, um, but it's based on, like, I guess the author's um, experience. But, yeah, it it's, takes place at Skinwalker Ranch, which is kind of where Skinwalker's picked up in the modern age. Um, All right, so, so this is, it's called, it's called Hunt for the Skinwalker. Yeah, I, I found that at some used bookstore. Um, I was dumb and forgot, like, didn't buy it. I should have. Um, but yeah, so Skinwalker Ranch. Again, there's not much to talk, like, there's not much information to talk about. Actually, next time, next time I go up to Salt Lake City, I'm going to have to go there. So, uh, Skinwalker Ranch is known as Sherman Ranch. Um, and it's in Ballard, Utah, U- Utah, uh, Utah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all the special needs people from Utah. Um, yeah, it, there's a lot of paranormal and UFO related information there. I'm gonna have to. And oh, skinwalkers yeah. wouldn't be considered a. Um cryptid because they're technically just humans changing shape or changing humanoid yeah they're 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 humans but they're superhumans um but yeah i mean that's that's about it for uh our dive into the skinwalkers but uh we do have another Macabre macaroni, some spooky spaghetti for ya. Um, and this one is a Skinwalker creepy pasta called the Rake. My father told me a story once. I'll never forget it for a few reasons. I think it's the first story he ever told me as a child. It's also the story of how my grandfather died. But honestly, that isn't the reason. 
You hear stories on TV, or sometimes you overhear something in a public place, people talking about ghosts and aliens, and you think to yourself, this isn't real, they're making it up, or they're mistaken, they're crazy, or something like that. You just can't believe it. Until something happens. Something that brings it all together, connects all the dots in a way you didn't think of before. Maybe it happens to you, maybe you hear the same story again and again, happening to different people. It doesn't take long for the world to become a lot bigger than you thought it was. As I said, this is a story my father told me, but I never believed it. Even though he swore up and down it was true, it wasn't until I started clicking around the internet I started to believe. I started to hear other stories just like the one my father told me. It didn't take me long to believe in the rake. That's not what my father called it, of course. He never used the internet in his life. He wouldn't know what the consensus had taken to naming it. When he chose to call it something other than it or that thing, he called it Skinwalker, after an old Cherokee tale his grandfather told him. But I'll tell you the story the way he told it to me. We were out hunting one night, he'd tell me. Coyotes. We'd kill them for 50 bucks a skin. They lived on a dairy farm in Ohio. They'd kill calves sometimes. We'd do it every night because we needed the money. Sometimes, while we were out, we'd come on a deer and kill it. Our landlords didn't mind, and they could feed our family for a few nights and save us some money. Anyway, we were done making our rounds and heading home, walking, because we didn't have a car or some four-wheeler back then. We'd cut through the woods, and that's when we came up on it. Blood everywhere, splattered on trees and the grass and the creek everywhere. At first, we figured it was a pack of coyotes. We'd seen it sometimes. They can't scavenge and start hunting deer cattle. The worst was when they bred with feral dogs, but it wasn't like that. See, when a pack of dogs or wolves or coyotes attack something, they do it right. They'll pick off the one that's weak or sick or old or just small. They'll hunt it down, draw it into a corner, someplace it can't get out of, and they'll run it right to the biggest one, the Alpha. And that deer will never see that alpha. It might hear it, but it won't see it. It'll just notice that its throat is gone, and then it'll drop dead. It's quick, it's clean. That wasn't what happened here. Something had run up on a den of deer. Coyotes won't attack a den, wolves neither, because they'd get too much of a fight. There were three, I think, three bodies, just torn apart. You'd see a head here, a leg here, a torso there. Predators don't do that. They don't leave behind scraps. Would have done this hadn't done it for food. It had done it for fun. But we didn't know that. We saw a bunch of carcasses, and we think it's something we gotta take care of. I remember my dad telling me to go home. He thought it was a pack of feral dogs. But I wasn't leaving him, and I damn sure wasn't walking through two miles of woods alone with nothing but a twenty-two and a pocket knife. He was only 13 at the time, so a 22 rifle was about the only gun he could reliably use. Dad had the shotgun, and I wasn't going anywhere without it. It took me a while to convince him, but finally we began trekking whatever did that. It wasn't hard, either. We just followed the blood. Either that thing bled a deer before it got away, or it dragged one for a mile. I don't know. I know that I'd never seen my dad scared before that night. We started hearing noises. I've been in a lot of woods in my life, been all over the world, and I've never 
never heard noises. Like, I heard that noise. I heard things. Screaming. I heard deer and fox and rabbits and raccoons and birds. Just scared. Keep in mind, this is maybe 12 or 1 o'clock. Except the fox and some birds, nothing was supposed to even be awake. But they weren't just awake. They were moving. I saw flocks of birds that night fly straight into trees just trying to get out of there. We'd come up on a pack of coyotes, nearly shot a couple thinking it was what we were looking for. But then we saw that they were running towards us, and they ran right past us, didn't even notice. And then some deer did the same, and some rabbits, squirrels, foxes, even a couple of wild hogs. These things were supposed to be eating each other, and the only thing they cared about was getting out of there. We should have put it together, that maybe whatever we were tracking, it wasn't something we were supposed to see, and it wasn't something we could kill. I don't know why we didn't just go home. I guess we were curious. I think that was my dad's nature, to go toward trouble to fight. And knowing what I knew about what my father did during the war, my nature was to stay close to him. We finally get into an open field. It was normally a soy field, but it wasn't in season, so it was just flat dirt. We saw the tracks then. A lot of the animals fleeing the forest had paved over the field, but where the deer blood was, nothing had taken a single step, like they were leaving for us to find. The tracks were shallow. Whatever it was couldn't have weighed more than 100 pounds, but that didn't mean much. A bobcat weighing about 40 pounds of wet nearly tore out my damn throat once. All that means is that it's quick and hard to hit. So we follow the tracks and it doesn't take us long to find where it is. There's this old schoolhouse that sits on top of the hill. Half of it had been ripped out by a tornado, but nobody lived there, not for a long time. We caught homeless people in there sometimes, or druggies looking for a safe place to shoot up. We figured maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was some sick kid riding a high. We didn't think for that long. We get within 50 yards and we hear this noise. A screeching kind of sound, it was sort of made up of two different sounds. One was a high-pitched screech and the other was a low-pitched growl. It was making both at the same time. We get within 20 yards and we hear this sound. I can remember thinking that it sounded like paper being torn apart while someone was swinging water in a bucket back and forth. Dad looks at me, kneels down and whispers, I gotta stay behind him because we're about to corner him. Any animal will fight when it's cornered, especially when it's a predator. But we can tell by the tracks that it's just one. He tells me it's probably a single feral dog, probably rabid. So the plan is to sneak up on it while it's eating, to shoot it and keep shooting it till it doesn't move anymore, then slit its throat. If it gets to dad, it's my job to shoot it or stab it to get it off of him. To this day, I wish I had never seen it. It was leaning over a carcass, tears off its flesh, and throws what it doesn't nibble at aside. There's blood all over the brick, glistening in the moonlight. It's pale white, human looking, but not quite human. It had arms and legs like a human, but it sat like a monkey hunched over. Its hands weren't normal. It had long fingers with claws at the end. So we see that, 
and my dad hesitates. He wasn't about to fire on a person, so he clears his throat to try to get it to turn around. I swear to God, all the noise just ceased. I ain't never heard true silence before like that, and not after it. But for two seconds, nothing, nothing made any noise, which made it all the louder when it turned around. I made this shrill cry and jumped on Dad. A shot got off, I think he missed. If it hit the thing, it didn't mind. But it was on him, tears parts off of him. I start shooting it with a 22, point blank, but it barely bled the thing. I got off five rounds and then I started hitting it with the gun button, but it wasn't budging. It didn't even register that I was there. It clawed at my dad, taking off bits of his flesh. It started at his torso, ripping off the skin, then it moved up. It tore off his throat. It tore off his nose, his eyes. It scalped him. Then it started digging in and ripped off the bottom half of his jaw, the little bones and that tube in your neck, and his ribs. I don't exactly remember what happened, but somehow my dad's knife ends up in this thing's shoulder. My dad ends up on my back. I'm running. By God, I'm running faster than I ever run before or after, and it's following me. I end up back in the woods, opposite the ones we've been in. I'm heading towards my landlord's house because it's half a mile away. I can hear this thing screeching and moaning. I can hear the tree branches crack and get thrown around. It sounds like someone's taking an axe to every single tree I pass. It's cracking so loud and often, but I'm just not looking back. Finally, I trip into gravel. I look up and there's my landlord and a bunch of his buddies drinking around a campfire. I scream and I cry and they come over. I'm telling them to call an ambulance and he looks at me and I'll never forget what he said. What is that on your back? He asked me. Just as he said it, he saw. One of those god-awful flannel shirts my dad wore everywhere. It was what was left of my dad. Most of his head his torso, but nothing after the waist. Suddenly we hear it, screeching. He grabs me, my dad gets thrown on the ground. I'm fighting him crying because I think we can still save him somehow, but my dad had been gone before I even picked him up. He has to pick me up now and throw me inside before I come with him. He and his buddies were all inside and are locking doors and getting guns. The landlord's asking me what happened, what happened. I just don't know what to tell him. He pieced enough of it together to understand that there was something dangerous there. All the lights in the house are on and someone calls the cops. They'll be there but in 15 minutes. We look outside and we see it walk in front of the fire they made. Don't know what it is. One of them say it looks like an ape. Suddenly something goes through the window. We shoot at it, but it ain't the thing. It's my landlord's dog. Just the body though, not his head or his legs. We start pushing things in front of the doors and windows when we hear something in the garage. I remember one of his friends saying that the doors were open. We hear metal and glass just get ripped apart. We put a couch and TV in front of the door to the garage. It banged around some more, but then it got quiet, not silent like it was before. We could hear it move around some, and the guys were talking. 
making sure the guns were ready. Someone hands me a pistol. No sooner did I cock the hammer back did we hear something shatter upstairs. Then we heard it screech again, except now it was louder, and it didn't echo and fade out, because it was inside. We all rushed to the one door leading upstairs, and we got to it just as that thing did. It opened just a bit, and four or five men just slammed into it. It got its hand through. Someone with a shotgun took care of that, put the barrel right up to the wrist and pulled the trigger, cut his hand off clean. That only pissed it off, though. It started pushing on the door and clawing. We were on one side pushing as best we could, and it was on the other doing the same. That wood just wasn't going to hold. So someone tells us to keep our heads down. Suddenly, the top half of the door is just gone. My ears are ringing, and there are splinters everywhere. Two or three of them just unloaded on top of that door. I don't really know where it went after that. The police got there. I was still glued to that door, well, what was left of it. The sun was up before they got me off it. They put me in the hospital for a while, and a lot of people talked to me, but I didn't talk back, not for a long, long time. When I got back home, I got a job from the landlord working on the farm. We didn't talk much, not about the thing, but I signed up for the army when I was 19, and he sat me down to drink some scotch as a send-off. I asked him, right away, what the police told him. The story they went with was a wild animal, probably a wolf, or maybe a bear that had migrated north. I asked them how they could say that when they had the hand. He looks at me stunned. He tells me that the hand never made it back to the station. The cop who had it in his car, wrecked, drove into a tree, died on impact, the hand was never found probably taken away by an animal. The cops, when they would acknowledge the hand existed at all, said it was simply the paw of a bear that looked like a human hand. I never talked to that landlord again. He went missing when I went to basic, and the cops never found him. They said he owed some people some money and just ran away, but I don't think it's that simple. I never went back to those woods. I wouldn't even if I had the cold goddamn army in my back. But that was a lie. When my mother died, I don't think my father felt he had anything left and that he might as well settle old scores. He went to the woods and he never came back. The FBI was called and they did a show for everyone involved, but I knew they weren't really looking. I had to get one drunk and slip him a few fifties before he finally told me that they got a few calls about those woods every year, about someone up and vanishing. But that wasn't all he wanted to tell me. Before he got up and left with the rest of his team, he wrote the rake onto a napkin. I didn't know what it meant until I searched for it on the internet. Honestly, I would have rather not known. Spoofy. Spoofy. Alright, well, sorry there wasn't that much information to give you guys about, about skinwalkers. Uh, we are going to try to do something to make up for the lack of information lack on of information this. And our lacking on putting an episode out on time. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have, some, we'll have something cool for you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like 
share this, like it, comment on it. Maybe maybe share a different episode. Yeah. Maybe not this one. Yeah. Well, by this I meant the podcast in general. Yeah, share um, the podcast. Yeah, not our not our best episode, not our worst episode. Uh, um, it's probably um, it's in the top twelve worst episodes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but it would mean a lot to us if you guys would fucking give us a shout out, give us some likes, tell a friend about it, maybe comment and say something mean about neo-Nazis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so until next time, truth is stranger than fiction. God damn you. It actually, I'll do this. Whatever, if anyone sends us a sign off, I will use it no matter what. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. All right. So it's up to you guys. Balls in your court. Yeah. All of our balls. Bye. Bye.